0: And now, the quote of the day, by Jim Rohn, American author, entrepreneur, and motivational speaker. Happiness is not by chance, but by choice. One choice was made for Zane by another, choosing him to interpret for a special person. And that choice changed his life for the better. In many ways, it has helped develop his career. I'll save that story for the episode. As an interpreter, we make many choices. What decisions to make, what decisions not to make. One decision that we must make is to take care of ourselves. And one of those ways, as Zane points out in this episode, is by choosing to be happy. Zane speaks to this point of how we must take care of ourselves and understand that some of the places we are in we must survive, and there are ways to do that. And the way he says is a choice. Let's now go to Zane. Okay, let's take a moment to clear our heads. Okay, and do what is word association. Okay, so I will tell you a word or a phrase, yes. and you just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. It could be an idea, another word. Or a concept or even a story. Okay? Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. I have about 30 words here. Whoa. I will only pick a few. Okay. The first word is real. Authentic. Okay. Next word. Language. Connection. Next. Interpreter. Transfer of meaning. Okay. Hmm. Attitude.
1: Mm. Attitudes How you really feel about whatever it is. How we
0: really feel. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Pet peeve. Um,
1: lazy interpreters.
0: Okay. Okay. The last one. Funny funny,
1: the ability to see that side of things more humorous. I think, actually, I'm I'm not going to tell you a story, but just to quickly elaborate, I think if you, funny for me in this context means the ability to laugh and I like people who can laugh and I like, I like. funny side of things Mm -hmm. people sometimes mistake, and you go well that means you're not serious but i i i don't think that is the case for me i think there are there are people who are for me from my perspective as a funny person there are people who are too serious Mm -hmm. That and i go i don't even want to work with you because like you just bring the house down right yeah
0: yeah
1: and uh for those people who are funny and see those humorous i think as interpreters Humor helps us is it's a it's a, <laughs> it's a survival strategy sometimes. <laughs> that at the end of the day when a survival strategy which means that um in those moments when the world seems to crumble and you cannot mm-hmm. recover from something, you need the ability to to have some humor about it mm-hmm. as a way of going, I can sink to the pits of depression and get so upset and I don't know, drive myself to alcohol, mm-hmm. or I can find a way to go, hey, do you know what? It 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 really wasn't your fault, but let's look at this funny side to go, mm-hmm. okay, it was really tragic, but in tragedy, we must find humor because... <laughs> because When you giggle, you're going to feel good about stuff rather than if you don't giggle. And you got to find it. So you need to giggle. That's it. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what I'm going to say. Click on the links in the description to subscribe, send me some feedback, or to buy me a coffee. Thank you very much. Let's go back. Okay. So let me ask you... One last okay. question, story. I know you had uh, a moment in your career where you interpreted for someone that many people around the world know. I would like you to take us back to the moment when you were asked to interpret for Queen Elizabeth II. How did your name come up for this assignment, and or why did they pick you?
1: Yeah, that's that is a that is a good. <laughs> That's a great
0: question. And
1: actually, I'm glad you asked, because it's it's an interesting story, to be true. Mm -hmm. But in essence, I was one of a team of interpreters booked to work with a deaf group of people who were to be participating in the opening ceremony. Mm -hmm. There was about five, six, seven or eight deaf people. And so they had a regular team of people supporting them during the rehearsals for the performance. Mm
0: -hmm. The opening ceremonies for
1: for the Paralympic Games uh, of the London 2012 Olympics.
0: I see. Okay.
1: And so um, in the months, I think the Paralympics was on the 30th of August, so we started the rehearsals with the deaf people who had been selected in June or July. And so I was a regular member of the team. Mm -hmm. One thing that was also known to me is one of the co-artistic directors of the opening ceremony was deaf.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: And she knew all the interpreters who were on the team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unbeknown to me, she had received a request for from Buckingham Palace that Her Majesty would like a, a sign language interpreter next to her during the opening ceremony. Mm-hmm. Unbeknown to me.
0: Yeah.
1: And so this this co-director who was deaf um, had a particular view around what she wanted to portray during the opening ceremony. And one of the one of the th- great th- thinkings that she had was that she didn't want it to follow tradition Mm -hmm. she didn't want people to see and expect to see what one would normally expect to see she wanted to put on a opening ceremony with you would be you would see things that you would least expect to see Uh yeah Um, okay from all sorts of things from the rising disabled artists who had no arms to Mm -hmm. disabled people floating through the sky but it also extended itself to who the sign language interpreter for Her Majesty might be. Because, you know, normally you would expect it would be a British person Mm -hmm. uh, who would be female, Mm -hmm. more of a relative age. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And anyway, she came to me and says, "Uh, just a quick word, I'd like you to interpret for Her Majesty for the opening ceremony. I go, (laughs) (laughs) because I thought she was joking, I go, uh, hello, she goes, no, I'm trying to be genuine. I go, oh please. She goes, no, I'm really, really. And then I pause for a moment. and I go, I scratch my head. I go, I'm the least likely candidate out, out of the whole team of us for, mm-hmm. to to be selected. But she goes, I want you. Anyway, she then said, "On, I need you to meet. Have a meeting with Her Majesty's secretary. You need to have mm-hmm. minister with costumes. You need to have security clearance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So although I can't confirm it." Mm-hmm. I just want you to know. I want it to. I want you to do it. Did you say why? Because you, you're not what they expect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, it related to her going, everyone's going to expect to see a woman. I mm-hmm. guess she's going to be British. Yes. She's going to be raised. Yes. I want them to go, whoa. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's with her, some colored person from another country and who's a man. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and that was why and i go yeah okay cool but actually i I was stunned Mm
0: -hmm. uh
1: anyway i ended up having security clearance and i had to have level seven ministry of defense Mm -hmm. security clearance the same the same clearance you would give to the terrorists they had the same level which means they checked in my family's background my parents background Mm -hmm. my partner his family his background we had security checks Mm I had to meet the security men um, beforehand so that they, when I approached the queen, they didn't all come and um, jump all over me and try to arrest me. Mm -hmm. I had a meeting with the home secretary for the queen. The queen has three secretaries. Mm -hmm. And they described to me the protocol for Mm -hmm. how one engages the queen. If she talks to me, how I respond, if she doesn't, how I am to hold myself.
0: Mm -hmm. And um, so a new level of responsibility for the interpreter that's right
1: yeah something i never helped before but i managed to get the script the script was only 17 seconds long the line was i hereby declare open the london 2012 olympic games that's all she said ah. but i i did i went and uh, i talked to the deaf team of people that were performing that night again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I would like this translation to be one that you have created yes. so let's have a chat So we had a great old chat and i go whatever we decided i took that and that went out mm-hmm. i didn't know, realize it. Well, i thought it was going national i knew it was going national uh-huh. i didn't realize it was going international i didn't know that <laughs> um anyway i also had to go to costume and i said mm-hmm. hey uh, the head of costume i'm really happy to go down to marks and spencer's and buy my own like dinner soup <laughs> and she looked at me like i'd go i'm sorry you're working with her majesty i'm so- we will make your suit so that I got a special suit made, tailor-made by, um, Oh, several row. Oh, several row made my uh. suit to measure. Do you still have it? I, Arma- I do. Uh. I do still have up <laughs> Armani, Armani shoes and Armani shirt and tie. And it was, when I put it on, I go, it just, it was just the most perfect fit. Mm. Anyway, I go, okay, I'm gonna look like a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, then I had to go and then um I they what do you call it? They had a lockdown when the queen they locked the area around where the royal family comes in. So I had mm-hmm. to get in before lockdown.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um the royal family arrives because it wasn't just Her Majesty, sure. Prince William was there, Prince mm-hmm. Andrew was there, all the royals. Mm. And the home secretary said to me, Zane. Okay. go, yes. Okay, this is how it works. The president of the Paralympic Committee will say, I would now like to hand over to Her Majesty to declare open the Games. At this point, you are back against the wall. No one can see you, but there's a red carpet for the interpreter, which will lead up to a position exactly beside the Queen. You are not to go there. You'll wait for her to stand. When she stands, then you will make your way and stand alongside her. Hmm. She will say her line. I hereby declare open the London 2012 Olympics. You will interpret, um, and then you will wait till Her Majesty seats, and once she is seated, you will back away, and you're clear to go. Why well, okay, go? Fine. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm, Zane, Mr. Zane Hemmer, please put um this earpiece in your ear, so you've got we've got communication, so you can talk to me. Mm -hmm. whilst uh, the event's going on. I go, okay, cool. So, anyway, away it goes. And I now am standing against the back wall. Mm -hmm. Her Majesty's, I have this red carpet that leads to me, a position beside Her Majesty. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's just...
0: just, (laughs) Wow, this is just amazing. Yeah, It's Uh, just
1: too much. uh. So, the um, president of the Olympic, uh, the Paralympic, Mm-hmm. The committee. He goes. I would now like to hand over to Her Majesty to clear up in the games. So, Mike, I began to move forward. I waited till she stood, and mm-hmm. when she stood, I moved up beside her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She hadn't started saying her line, and I remember thinking, "Oh my God, I can't believe I'm standing here next to Wow, HM, HM. Yes. Anyway, she says her line. I interpreted the line according to what it is that all my deaf colleagues had agreed. Yeah. And then, and then fireworks to celebrate the opening. We this went crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking, I think I have one of the best seats in the house watching this. Uh. Anyway, I'm waiting for her to sit down, right? Because my instruction was wait for her to sit down mm-hmm. and then you can back away. Mm-hmm. And she didn't sit down. Oh. She stood there, so I didn't move. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going, "Oh my god, I can't believe this!" And she's still standing there. And I'm <laughs> going, okay, don't move. But someone came up behind me, one of the home secretaries, and grabbed the back of my Armani suit and mm. yanked it as if. To, and I turned around. And I go, no, "No, no, 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 no!" So I stood there. I turned back and I just enjoyed the fireworks. Mm. And they came up again, and they. Uh yanked on the back of my armani suit mm. <laughs> and I turned around and they were beckoning me beckoning me to come back. I go, Oh my god, I'm gonna commit one of the most biggest tragic sins that you can do. Mm. So I backed off. Yeah. And I turned around, and I go, I got told to stay there till she sat down and then come away. And they go, Yeah, yeah, and no, I'm sorry, we didn't get the message to you, but her majesty wants to go home and she couldn't get out because I was blocking her way. <gasps> oh you were blocking her majesty oh my goodness whoa i decided when she went home and that's a true story i'm not even lying oh and i was only doing that because i was following instructions but she changed her mind but the mm-hmm. message hadn't got back to me and so she was standing up there because she was waiting for me to back off so she could get out and go home mm-hmm. Anyway, i backed into the room and her majesty was leaving she came past she looked at me He gave me a gentle nod and then Mm -hmm. made her way off back for a cup of tea at Buckingham Palace.
0: Yes, that's nice. (laughs) Well, you got the royal nod. That's nice.
1: Well, that was the Queen's private secretary I was talking about rather than the home secretary. I think I said home secretary. I meant the Queen's private secretary for that. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, I didn't know what that really meant, that job, because I was just um, taking a job. But I remember. Mm -hmm, Uh, I got home and there was like 600 um, messages and WhatsApps and because they had gone out around the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what was really funny <laughs> is the next day I had to go to work in North London at a social services job. Mm-hmm. And I arrived at the job. I knocked on the door and this dude came up and he opened the door and he goes, yeah, yeah. I said, I'm a sign language interpreter for a – a meeting that they had, and he looked at me. He goes, "Um, um, did I we did I see you on television last night interpreting for Her Majesty the Queen?" And I go, <laughs> "Yeah, that was me." He goes, "What are you doing here?" It was like a social services building. Why aren't you doing something with, with <laughs> so the, I the go, Queen? Whoa! But yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was cool. I'm with the Queen one day. And the next day, I'm back in Mm -hmm. on the the ground. Yeah. And then I went for another job, like a few days later. I got to the job, which was the deaf school in North London. Mm -hmm. And some of the teachers said, "Hey, Zane, you're in Hello Magazine." I go, "What? Yeah, send send a page. Go and have a look at the staff room." So I might have done. You know, Hello Magazine? No. Oh, anyway, I found this magazine. That's like a a, I know what sort of. It's got all famous people in it. Well, uh-huh. and, and what's going on in their lives? Yeah, if they're on the staff room tables. Hello, magazine. I opened up, and in the center, there's a picture of me and Her Majesty. <laughs> and I just go so wow. it just changed my world for a little bit. And mm-hmm. then when I arrived in Australia, where nobody knew me, yeah, I was trying to, I had a three month rest. Then I was looking around to find job opportunities, but I still didn't really know Auslan. But I found this lovely lady who who provided interpreters for the universities for deaf people, deaf students around the city, mm-hmm. and she was looking for people, and she was happy to look at the possibility of me working with her. And she found mm-hmm. me on Facebook and said, "Hey, send me my CV." So I go, mm-hmm. "Okay." So I took a I took a picture of me and Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> and I put it <laughs> I put it at the top of my CV, uh-huh. and then typed everything. I was offered work the next day. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it sort of helped, it, it sort of helped to, I don't know, it's uh, helped. It yeah. really has helped. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I did not ask for the job. I didn't even like mm-hmm. believe it was being asked of me. Yeah, um, yeah. But on reflection, I'm really glad that mm-hmm. it was because, like, you know, on one level, I'm a little married boy from New Zealand mm-hmm. who has somehow found himself all these years later, standing next to yeah. Her Majesty. Mm. And actually, it was on the 30th of August this year,
0: 2022,
1: mm-hmm. 10 years anniversary since I worked with her.
0: Yeah.
1: And sadly, she's gone on to, um,
0: yeah.
1: to to pass away just over a week or a week or so later, yeah. sadly.
0: yeah,
1: But, you know, she's I'm, I'm one of her biggest fans now because she's really helped me in my career. Yes.
0: ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. Well, Zane, I think we need to leave it there. That was okay. What else can we say besides interpreting for the Queen? Thank you for giving so much of your valuable time. Your royal presence is greatly <laughs> appreciated. <laughs> oh, awesome. well, thank you, Tim, for I
1: know, asking me and being interested in my story. I'm more than happy to share it with you, and I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate the chat very, very much.
0: Wow. Wonderful stories from Zane in all four of these episodes. Let's look back at what we've heard today. One of the things Zane inspires in everyone he meets is to tickle your own funny bone. Laugh at yourself. Enjoy the humor in every moment. Because when you look from the perspective of humor... Some of the tragedies, some of the situations that we need to survive don't hurt us or harm us as much. We have to survive. We have to be in good health mentally, physically, and spiritually. So find your sense of humor and keep teaching it to be better and better. Laugh, smile, and giggle once in a while. Lastly, how can anyone compete with such a story as Zane's interpreting for the Queen of England? It's a phenomenal experience, a lifetime experience. And as you can see, he put humor in every point of that story. Seeing the humor of him blocking the Queen, putting up a barrier between the Queen and what she wanted to do just by standing there. But what I want to take from this story is not just the entertainment of it, but the fact that he did not expect to be the one chosen for this. The humility he had, thinking that he was not the one for this job, is something we can all take heart in. And the humility he showed by asking the deaf in the group how should I interpret this? What is the best way to interpret this for you and the world? That attitude is something we all should have, the humility, the modesty, and the willingness to ask. The willingness to get feedback, the willingness to connect with our clients and see what they want, what they can give us, how we can learn from them. So, keep on giggling. I mean, keep on interpreting. I'll see you next week. Take care now.